God, dig that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, repeat after me. Sabrina's Dirty Deeds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, g'day, Sab. Hello, Jamie. How lovely <laughs> to see you on the other side. I know, we can see each other. We just, uh, yeah, not as close as normal for obvious reasons. We are social distancing uh, quite a bit, really. Yeah. This is kind of an extreme version of social distancing, though, isn't it? <laughs> but I think a lot of people are doing it these days, Jamie. Got to do it. Got to do it. Got to follow the rules. Um, but through the wonders of technology, so we're having a bit of a Skype chat today. So that's why if you're yeah. listening on the podcast, things might sound a little different. We're going to work on a few things over the next couple of weeks that'll make it sound a little bit better. But um, this isn't a bad start. Yeah, I think it's quite a good start. And, uh, and I... I'm not sitting right next to you, but I can see you. So that's the main thing. Yeah, look, I haven't got a little plant to the side of me here, which you might be able to see. Oh, uh, goodness. But and it's, it's not real. Oh, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm so proud. No, I'll, um, I'll do, if you're, if you're listening on the podcast, you can jump on Sab's Facebook page and we'll put up a few little videos because we're recording the Skype chat through our webcams as well. Um, but yeah, next time I'll do it outside near some real plants. I'm, uh, I'm in the study today cause like Hank's barking and doing all oh, dog oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. 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 Thanks for And I've got that are real. <laughs> so they're, they're, um, I've got, uh, I've got a really extraordinary stingray plant. Which one's that? What's a stingray that, plant? Well, it's this one here. It's an alocasia. Can, is okay. it in See this yeah. doodad here? So, so if you're just listening to the podcast, what's the stingray plant look like, Sab? Uh, okay, so it's got a very long leaf. And at right. the end, it has a little <whistles> tail. I like uh, it. Um, and the tail curves like a stingray's tail. But it doesn't right. kick you. Oh, mind you, if you ate it, probably wouldn't be that good for you. But yeah. um, so it's got a very large, round leaf. And then this little tail that comes off the end of it. I reckon you just like the sound of yourself whistling. <laughs> don't we all, Jamie? Don't we? <sighs> oh, that's funny. Now, you've got a nice array of, uh, of plants behind you, uh, a little bit better than the fake one that I've got. So, well done. Oh, but you see, so you save on water, don't you? That's it. That's it. Now, I, um, I'm, I'm taking actually one of your tips because all my indoor plants are outside getting some sun today. Excellent. Because it's cooled down. Yeah, that's it. It has cooled down. It's been crazy the last few days. We've headed into autumn, Jamie. Finally. Yes. Although, you know, I always wonder what might be around the corner next week because it got really cold at night and then suddenly we had 39-degree days again. Yeah, so. it's been a little weird. But um, I suppose hopefully autumn's here now for good and we might talk a little about autumn today on the show. I think we should, because it's not? a very exciting time for gardeners. Is it? Is autumn good? Yeah, it's awesome, because um, it it's the it's the shorter daylight hours that triggers all sorts of stuff happening. So that so we get shorter daylight hours, and that triggers um, deciduous trees to go. Ah, it's time to go nine eyes, have a little sleep. So you're going to pull back all the nutrients out of the leaves, send it to the root system, 
And by doing that, because it's pulling nutrients out, that's why we get autumn colour in the leaves. Right. You know how maples go beautiful red, yellow, or orange? Liquid ambers go a beautiful golden colour. Um, so that's what that's all about. So we get autumn colour. The soil temperature cools down, which is great because all the things like onions and potatoes prefer that. So we put those in the garden. And a lot of the summer insects don't like winter and they go to bed and we call it uh, overwintering. Overwintering. I've yeah. got a bit of overwintering. Overwintering. <laughs> I come back about seven kilos heavier generally. <laughs> well, they actually get a lot lighter. What right. they do is they put their little jimmy jams on and they tuck under a leaf bud and they go to sleep for like four or five months. Right. Okay. Happy days. So if all that nutrient's getting pulled out of the pulled out of the, the leaves and the colours are changing and it's going back into into the roots, do you need to give them more love in autumn? No, no. In fact, the opposite's true. You can completely neglect them. Smart. Fantastic. This yeah. is my kind of year, yeah. <laughs> it can be absolutely lazy as. Nice. Because they're not going to take any more nutrients up because once the leaves have coloured, then they just drop them anyway and then they have a big sleep. Right. Okay. So what's the what do you get onto first in autumn? What's the um, kind of the, the rules of engagement to, to kick things off in the right fashion? Okay. I get stuck into the veggie garden because there's all sorts of exciting veggies you put in in autumn. So all your root crops you put in, so carrots, parsnips, pumpkin, uh, not pumpkin, pumpkin um, uh, turnips um, you put in silver beet uh, you can also put in spinach right. kale which is disgusting not a cat not a kale fan oh it tastes like smelly socks I don't I mind think. kale have you ever uh, roasted it I've tried everything with it to try and make it palatable I mean, you can roast it with a bit of olive oil and salt and it turns to dust in your mouth, but it's probably the best version of kale. <laughs> I believe people put it in smoothies. I just projectile vomit that straight back up, I reckon. I do a bit of, uh, a bit of kale, uh, celery, carrot and half an orange. And sometimes I chuck cabbage in. Not bad. Oh, oh that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> got to boost the immune system, Sab. Got to do whatever it takes. That'd just that'd boost my digestive system into reflux, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer. I have carrot, apple, orange, and ginger. Oh yeah, ginger's good. Mm. But of course, this time of the year, it's peas. We're putting in the peas. Mm, okay. So fresh peas straight off a. Uh, a little garden bed is divine. Yeah, uh, one of life's great pleasures. It is. You snap it straight off its little little pod and into your mouth. Yeah. So my job as a kid was I used to have to go and harvest the peas to put in the shepherd's pie and I reckon I'd go and pick about 60 peas and there'd be 10 that got into the shepherd's five. <laughs> Just shell them and eat them. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's awesome, awesome. Broccoli, broccolini and cauliflower you can put in now. Right, right. Um, I guess the best thing about autumn is people don't mind going outside because it's not 39 degrees. And there is a promise of rain. Promise, but doesn't always come to fruition. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and we've kind of got nothing to do at the moment. So there's a couple of winners there for, for something to do. So now's the time to get the autumn veggies in. Yes. Okay. And also to reassess your garden. Like today, Jamie, I I borrowed a an electric saw. I've got a chainsaw, but it's about that big. This is an electric battery-driven saw. Hello. I, I was like Edward Scissorhand. <laughs> It, it <laughs> had some fun with it. Crazy. It's, I couldn't stop myself. I was going, I think you need a prune. <laughs> su surprised there's anything less sad. <laughs> well, I have to say the front's looking the front's looking a little bit bare. It's devoid of four trees. Because uh, you know what happens when you plant a garden, like, there's nothing in there. And then all the trees start growing up together. And then you think, oh, I live in a black hole here. I can't see the sunlight at all. So then you have to take some of those plants out. Fair enough. They've done their job. Done. Now you rip them up a bit and, uh, and they can grow back. I like it. Get some sun in the house. Yeah. Get those rays. And then you move all your plants around. So I don't think I ever have a plant in the ground that's not a tree for longer than about three years, and then I move it. Gee whiz. So autumn's a really good time to move all your plants around. Okay, because there's what, a little, bit of, a little bit of give. You can move some stuff around with some forgiveness. Yeah, because you're not going to get a stinking hot day or frost that will knock it off. Yeah, so. okay. And, of course, we're, we've all got a little bit more time on our hands now, Jamie. Don't we? It's uh, it's a good time. Do you reckon more people are going to be getting into into the garden over this period? I reckon. Uh, we already know that a lot of people have because none of the nurseries can keep up with veggie seedlings, fruit trees, and apparently chickens. People Shooks. are buying chickens. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, I reckon they just need them for the feathers with the uh, the toilet paper crisis. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be careful of those quills. You don't want to stick it around the wrong way, do you? No, those poor chickens. <laughs> so I don't know if they want to fatten them up to eat them or just get the eggs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's interesting, though. It's kind of um, a time when a lot of us are going back to the basics. Absolutely. Why not? But I yeah. think it's lovely. I have never noticed so many kids and families walking around the street. And you see people out there, like there's kids out there with chalk doing hopscotch on the footpath, making, you know, doing beautiful pictures with chalk. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's not bad. Same here, noticing more people in the streets. The park is actually full, which um, probably, you know, isn't ideal, but, you know, uh, <laughs> goes against what's trying to happen. But, um, yeah, people are out and about. All right, so back to the garden, Sab. We can... Yes hack things up a little bit. We can yep. move stuff around because there's a bit of forgiveness. We can yep. get our autumn veggies in now. Now's the time to do it. Um, and we don't have to give anything too much attention because it's uh -huh. all a bit forgiving. 
I know. Isn't it a marvellous time of the year, Jamie? Yeah, that's four gold medals. But what about the, the veggies, though, just to get them going? If we're starting to plant them now, how yeah. much love and attention do they need in those first few weeks and months? Okay, so they need a lot of love in the first, particularly the first four weeks. So if you're growing them from seed, some things will take anything from seven days to three weeks to germinate. So don't give up all hope. Um, I put parsnip seeds in once and they took eight months to germinate. Gee whiz. I'd almost forgotten that I'd put them in. But um, so once they reach little seedling stage, there's about 5,692 time of the year that are going to just knock them off. They'll chew them all up. So you have to protect those little babies. So some people eat a lot of yogurt and then they cut the bottom out and put the yogurt pot over the top of the seedling. Oh, yeah. Other People use sawdust or um, some people spray. Uh, I like to have a look every morning and just go and squash the caterpillars in my fingers because it gives me a great sense of achievement. Power as well. Oh, so much power. Yeah. So yeah. much power. <laughs> what did you do today? Squished 15 <laughs> between my fingers. <laughs> But you have to liquid feed them and put some seaweed solution on them. Okay. Because it's autumn, daylight hours are slower, are shorter, the ground, um, the soil temperature is growing. So we want to keep them as healthy and sort of ticking along as possible. So every fortnight you can give them a little liquid feed. Little liquid, little like us. One oh, for them, one for me. Well, exactly right Jamie and mm. you can use different colors you can have red or white you can have something with tonic water or soda water you know whichever you like yeah let that um, choice be yours um, is to keep an eye on them and make sure there's nothing munching them off if I don't have much space what can I start off with for my autumn garden if space okay, is a bit a of a premium a lot of, people, a lot of people don't they have to grow stuff in pots so if you've got stuff in pots, you've got all the dwarf peas that you can grow. You've got bush beans. You've got rainbow chard. You've got English spinach or baby spinach. You can grow carrots in a pot. All the lettuces, bok choy, pak choy, all the Asian vegetables. You can get little dwarf cabbages that are really, they're tasty and sweet and beautiful. So the dwarf cabbages, you can grow bro broccolini. You can grow silver beet. All those can be grown in a pot. Nice. Even onions. Definitely yeah. onions in a pot. Um, so you can grow shallots and the long, they call them um, long red legs. That's another type of onion. Hello. <laughs> they haven't got stockings on. they just got oh, okay. long legs. Just let them out there. <laughs> So all that stuff is really good to grow in a pot. Happy days. So space is no sun. issue. No, space isn't an issue, but they need sun. All right. Yeah. Okay, so get them some light, give them the primo spot in the garden and neglect yeah. the other stuff for a few weeks for the extra attention that you yeah. give them and you're sorted. Well, deciduous trees you can neglect for the next three months, four months. There you go. All right. I like it. Well, we might um, we might 
kind of keep on that on the next few weeks and um, yep. hear how everyone's going. And if they've got any questions, they can uh, flick them to us on your social handles on Facebook and Instagram or flick you an email from your website as well, Sab. Yep, absolutely. And I'd be very happy to enlighten them. Okay. Well, we've got a few questions that have already come in over the last few weeks because we did have a couple of weeks off. So I reckon we might dig into a few of them, Sab. Uh, yeah. All right, that's my dog in the background. Apologies. Hank's moved his way inside now. Thank you, mate. Um, all right, let's get into this one here. Might start with the one from Nigel who asks that we have had a cactus plant for many years uh, and was only one of two blooms per year. 12 months ago, we put it in a large pot under the patio. In the last six months, we've had in excess of 70 blooms. Gee whiz. Uh, as you know, these are magnificent, but sadly only last overnight, which is a shame. My question is, is this unusual to get so many blooms or is it commonplace for this wonderful plant? Well, it's not commonplace, but it's a, it's a climbing cactus and um, they used to call it uh, queen of the night, princess of the night wherever you sort of fell in the royal family. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, but they are the most spectacular flower. Like they're, some of them are, are up to um, uh, the old foot long, so 30 centimetres long. They have the most exquisite perfume at night and are usually pollinated by either bats or um, uh, moths. Right. So, um, so it's um, so there are there are epidendron cactus, and they usually flower once every five years. They'll have an absolute bumper flowering, but a lot of it's to do with the climate. So right. I think because we've had big peak spikes of heat and we've had high humidity. This year's been a really good year for, for the flowers on them. There you go. 70 blooms, a new record for Nige with his wow. Lady of the Night. Nice one. Um, hey, another one here from Linda about passion fruit. Yeah. Uh, she says, my vibe is going, my vibe is going gangbusters. My vibe. And she means, <laughs> that's good to know for the personal <laughs> note. Maybe she's referring to her vine. Um, but I have found a couple of young fruit looking sick and they have their flesh half eaten off just uh, to the pith level. They're too young to have tasty centres. Could this be rats? I'm in Mount Pleasant. They're most definitely rats. Oh, bloody definitely rats. Be rats. Need the so rat gun. It'd be rats, not uh, possums. And um, so the rats will be they'll, they'll be, they'll be feeding themselves up before autumn and winter arrives, Jamie. There you go. They're ready to go, getting nice and plump. Mm. Sorry, Linda. What can she do other than your rat gun? Uh, well, now rats are very, very cunning and clever. So rat traps will only work once or twice, never more than that. If you're going to get baits, if you're going to get rat baits, you've got to make sure that you buy the baits that don't have secondary poison. Because if your dog eats that rat that's been poisoned or... Um, a, a, an owl picks the, the rat up and eats it. it will, so there's rat bait that you get that does not have secondary poisoning. So make sure you get that. So you have to put baits down. 
Yeah. All right. Good luck. Jack Russell. Yeah. Oh, Jack Russell. Did you say? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. All right. Down there. Uh, treated panda boxes. Uh, a question from Linda who says, uh, firstly, is a treated pine box okay for the veggie and the herb garden? And should I line the box with a fabric or can I just use plastic? Never, ever use plastic in these uh, because the you you need the the moisture to actually drain away. If you use black plastic, it harbors really nasty bacteria and that mm. will knock off your veggies. So, yes. and now the thing about treated pine is treated with arsenic. That arsenic will only move from the from the pine through the soil only moves about two millimetres. So for people who are concerned, you're better off actually just painting the pine and it'll make it last a lot longer. Or you move your veggies in, you know, 10 centimetres away from the from the actual pine. Beauty. There you go. Easy as. Um, let's go to another one. Jeez, got a few here today. Uh, let's We're go. Popular. We're popular. I know. See what happens? Go away for a couple of weeks and just bang. It's like it's like a girl. If you don't speak to them for two weeks, yeah, they'll call you more. Yeah. Yep. So I'm told. Uh, this question from Bree, and it's about a frangipani. Uh, I'm glad she brought it up because I have a fantastic frangipani that's just getting better day by day. Uh, oh. Hey, Sabrina. <laughs> I have a frangipani tree, two cuttings put together to make one big tree. How's that? It's a Frankenstein frangipani. Um, <laughs> We <laughs> we planted from a cutting around three years ago. The first year it looked great, but each year after the leaves have become smaller and the ends not looking so good. I've tried enriched soil. We're just off the coast and yelling up, so soil's pretty sandy. We've tried watering more or less, but uh, nothing is working. Uh, I have some pictures I could send through if you need them. Thank you from Bree. Okay, Brie, I reckon what's happened and happening is that your frangipani, the Frankenstein frangipani, has got a fungal disease, could even be a bacterial disease. So if you see where the stems are, if they're withering and wrinkling, it's bong bong. Not good. Oh, Not okay. good. So um, I would actually reef that out of the soil cut it back and let it dry right out and replant it in about four to five weeks. Okay, so give it four to five weeks and get in. I reckon it's rotting. Right. Mm. Okay, good luck. Bit of work there. Maybe give us a status update on that one. Um, Sab, let's finish off on this one from Nora, who uh, you might have the photo there too, but she says she's inherited uh, these potted plants. I have no <laughs> idea what they are. You've definitely got the picture because you're laughing. Uh, or how to care for them. They've obviously been in the same pots forever. I'm too scared to do anything with them in case I kill them. My husband thinks we should repot them, but I don't even know where to start with that. <laughs> describe, describe the picture, Sab. Okay. So it's a monstera, which is a very large leaf plant. But this one looks like an alien sort of slime being wow. that's, definitely come from another planet um, and it has these long tendrils that you know are going to grasp you and suck your life force out of you it would have to be the most pot bound 
sad looking plant I think I've ever seen in a very long time in a very oh, tiny wow. pot. So, <laughs> so all those long uh, tendrils are actually just aerial roots. You don't need them. So I'd reef it out of the pot. In fact, you probably have to break the pot to get it out. Is that root bound? Uh, reef it out of the pot, cut the top off. So, you know, about 30 centimetres and then cut the, I just, I'd cut the top off and just keep that bit and ditch everything else because mm, that, that need, it needs a little bit of attention, Jamie. Does. So, um, but those big long aerial roots are just anchor roots. So they, they give you nothing. So, so you cut the top off, cut the top off, but then cut else down to about 15 centimeters high remove everything so you're left with kind of like a stump and then replant that all right so get right back to the core of things there oh yes indeed okay. but all we right. we had a lovely we had a lovely letter just on finishing um yeah. my dad is 72 and my mum is 69 years old uh they live in kareen and they've got little gems, which is a type of magnolia, Jamie, uh, that were planted in the creek. And they've been there for 10 years, but they're not looking flash at the moment. Um, so um, Alan and Margaret Matheson, um, God bless you, little 69 and 72-year-old. Um, Good people, the Mathesons. Yes. A big, big shout-out to these guys. The bunches markings they've been disposed of uh could they be infecting each other um so it's an interesting so there's black edging on on the lovely lovely leaf uh now i think it's more of a potassium deficiency or salt burn so the oh, salt okay. wind because they're in kareen so the salt wind can hammer magnolia leaves uh, so you get salt crystals on the leaf and then you get really, really hot weather um, and it can affect them. So wetting agent in the soil to make sure that the water is getting down to the root system. Bit of compost, some slow release fertiliser, bit of liquid fertiliser. Um, then spray the plant with liquid potassium and uh, that should make them a lot better, Alan and Margaret. Good luck to the Mathesons. Mm, absolutely. Right. They're keen listeners, Jamie. Keen. Aren't they? Aren't they? Um, Sab, good to see you, although through a computer screen uh, and not at the front door of your house, but great yeah. to have a chat after a few weeks away. Um, yeah. Let's come back and do this next week. What do you reckon? Well, I think we most definitely will. I'll give you an update on my peas. Okay. And I'll try and have a real plant, not a fake <laughs> one in the background next time that's the ultimate I, sit isn't it we'll cut that bit out. i might see if i can get you a nice uh a nice plant for your for your dungeon there the dungeon all right sounds good <laughs> so good to see you uh you can listen to the, the podcast on all the usual channels you can watch the video up on the socials uh, and thanks to grass trees australia again for this one um you can check out their nursery you can also jump online as well at grasstrees.com.au uh, Ciao.